Uh, oh wait, I, I man, I hey, did Tim t- Allen's I did here. Tim Allen, there, crap! Uh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> man, at at, uh, at lunch, somebody somebody turned it on CMT, and it is all home improvement. Oh really? All afternoon on there, they bought into the conservative oh, thing. Gosh, <laughs> uh, yeah, real weird country music television bought into conservatism. Well, Tim Allen took one stand being conservative, and now all well, of a sudden... He is the last man standing, from what I understand. I guess, I guess. I kind of liked that show when it first came on. I I only watched, like, the first, maybe half of the first season, but I liked it. It was a, it was a simple family show. It was, it was what, whatever, you know? I think uh, I, think I enjoyed just... It. I don't... I, I don't like a lot of sitcoms. Like there was a there you was like, a you like you some Nancy somewhere. Travis. Nancy Travis is the wife in there. Nancy Travis is okay. She's delightful. Nancy Travis is okay. No, I don't. I, I got nothing against Nancy Travis. I don't think she's probably enough of a presence on that show for me. To be like, <laughs> man, let me check out Nancy Travis's range. She's just gonna be. She's gonna be the same thing as. I want to say was was Miranda Richardson the name of the woman that was his. Uh, yeah, sounds right. Is that her name? That sounds right, yeah. Boy, I've seen it several times. Like, she's just going to be exasperated wife. Like, oh, you're being such a man again. Knock it off. Let's go to the opera. <laughs> I always liked Nancy Travis. She was in the Three Men and a Baby movies. Yeah. I remember before I got married, I thought if I ever married her, she'd be Mrs. Travis Nancy Travis. <laughs> Nancy Travis Travis. <laughs> that would be her hyphenate, Nancy Travis Travis. Travis Nancy Travis. Oh, tra- Oh. No, it wouldn't be Nancy Travis. Travis. She's not going to take your first name as your last name. No. That, well, I mean, this Travis, is, this is been, 2019. I, I need to admit to you, I've been drinking all day. <laughs> I don't know where I am right now. Um, I'm on uh, antibiotics, if that makes you feel better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Trying to get this, the sniffles gone. Trying to get the sniffles so gone on this. So I can sound like uh, a normal person again. Episode 43 of Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm episode Jake. 43, and I'm Travis Tate. I'm trying to think of somebody who wore 43. Uh, Mark Ivoroni, when he played for the Utah Jazz, played wore number 43. That's what I'm coming up with right now. I Wow. That's Mark Ivoroni. Did they do that? I don't know. They should have. I would have done it. That sounds like a very... But I was a small child at the time. I thought that was someone who would have been the... Post post Malone jazz. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was like before Malone was a superstar. That was wow. early Malone. That was I early Stockton and Malone. Didn't start. Uh, didn't start watching. I'm a. I think that was like before the Charlotte Hornets became a thing in the Miami Heat. I mean, we. I think they lost him in the in the uh, expansion draft. Perhaps this is no. This is no surprise that I. Uh, <laughs> I'm not much of a sports guy. My touchdown is just my dad yelling at Mark Eaton. First time, like, oh, the Jazz. My dad is frustrated with Mark Eaton again. It's just funny because Mark Eaton's actually a really nice guy. Yeah, seemingly from all, what I understand, sure. Super intelligent. Nice Didn't he was he his, played? Let's let's face it. He played basketball because he was seven foot four. Yeah, my dad would joke about that. Like his, you know, his 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 he didn't have a he didn't have a vertical. It's like. If he was his only 6'11", he wouldn't have made it. His vertical was his tiptoes. <laughs> so, Why get vertical when you, you just have to raise your hands and yeah, you're already yeah, to the hoop? Much. <laughs> <laughs> Why jump? And, and then there, you know, the, the joke that we, you know, we got rid of eating and we just hired on fat eating. Ostertag? Yeah. <laughs> Mark Eaton used to hear that Van yeah. Halen song, Jump, and just go, why? Yeah, Greg Ostertag. If you're out there, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Ostermania is running wild, brother. Yeah. Ostermania. Yeah. How you been, man? How I've been you, all right. I've been all right. I've been off work. I haven't, I haven't worked since we last spoke. 
I've been, I've been at home. That seems... And the rel- doctors. Except for the part where he's sick, that seems relatively pleasant. Uh, it sucks. And honestly, I'm kind of going crazy, so I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> You've been stir-crazy. Yeah, I'm just like sitting around blowing my nose all day long. I'm lovely. You've been Super doing anything great. else with your time? You've been watching uh, anything, loving anything? Uh, I've been like watching a lot of Gotham, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but Gotham was one. Give me your, I give me got your take all on Gotham. Up. I hadn't seen hardly any of season four. They're in season five now, so I finished up season four and it was really good everything that they, they had grundy on there for a little bit solomon grundy born on it was monday. yeah they actually play that song solomon grundy born on a monday that's where he gets his name he hears yeah. a song played and uh it was a character named butch that was in in the he was kind of a henchman for uh the penguin for a while Anyway, he came back. He became Solomon Grundy. Is that, is that would, Penguin still on it? <clears throat> yeah, Penguin's still on it. I I think it, when it was when it first started around, I would kind of catch all things. And the the Penguin, it was just a skinny dude that's more or less, yeah, same guy. Yeah, okay, it's a good character. Um, and uh, Solomon Grundy gets uh, he 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 meets up with the Riddler who has lost his intelligence. So <laughs> they kind of they kind of team up together because Grundy doesn't know who he is and. The Riddler's kind of just normal now, so he doesn't have his super intelligence, and he ends up. How did how did he lose his intelligence? I'm trying to remember honestly. Um, oh yeah, he got frozen by by the penguin, and put on display at the penguin's nightclub. So he was frozen for several months, and <laughs> all of his muscles okay. atrophied. Okay. Mister Freeze froze him. For for realsies. Yeah. Victor Freeze froze him, it, and it's a it's a show in the Batman universe, so I don't know why any of this is, is a Riddler sickle. That's the funny thing about it's it's a pretty like gritty, uh, realistic movie or uh, TV show till you get to the villains, and the villains are very campy, kind of like the old series, and it it makes it fun. It's hmm. not so over the top campy that it's cheesy like the old Batman, but the the villains make it fun anyway. So Solomon Grundy, to make money, Monday, on a Monday, ends up in this fighting club thingy. And Perhaps I don't believe you're allowed to talk about it. I can talk about it because I wasn't in it. I was just observing. Uh, and his finishing move is he discovers he's strong enough to pull a person's arm off and then <laughs> beat them to death with it. While that, the crowd chants, is, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Are you kidding me? 100% true, and it's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> he rips their arms off and wow. beats them to death. This, and the crowd uh, screams, stop hitting this yourself. This show is not what I thought it was, apparently. <laughs> it's pretty gory for a, a network TV show. That's, it's a lot of fun, though. I got caught up. I haven't. I, I missed out on uh, episodes one through three in season five, which is the current season. But I watched four, five, six, seven, and eight. I had a lot of time to myself with nothing to do. Like anything <laughs> makes me start coughing, so I just have to sit down. So that's like I have an excuse it, to be lazy. Are don't you start coughing from laughing? Uh, sometimes, yeah. But it, it's pretty good. There's a there was a big explosion. Ra's al Ghul was involved. The Joker's on there now. You have to. How's their Joker? Uh, originally, it was okay. There's a set of twins. There was one named Jerome who you're introduced to first. You don't know he's a twin, and you think he's going to be the Joker. He gets his face cut off at one point. Uh, he's died a couple times and come back, and he's kind of like, like the skin ripped off his face. Yeah, that was it. Well, yeah. cut off. 
that was a thing they cut off his face. They did a thing in DC where the Joker like cut the skin off his face. I did. I didn't <clears> check <throat> in for much of that. He that didn't cut was... it off. His followers did because he was dead, and one of them was wearing his face as a mask, so that other people would follow him, thinking he was is Jerome. That, is oh, this is what happened in the show. In the show, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he ends up dying. You find out he's got a twin brother. He sets a trap for the twin brother, so his laughing gas sprays him in the face. So then he goes crazy. And he's kind of a more serious Joker. The other one is kind of half Heath Ledger, half Mark Hamill. Yeah. And it was a nice hybrid. Now the Joker is kind of like serious, like insane and a psychopath. But why so? Not yeah. Why so serious? My question exactly. So I kind of liked him better when he was a little wacky, but he just fell into a vat of acid. So maybe he'll come out more crazy. We'll see. We'll see on the next episode this have Friday. They, have they moved toward their shows, Harley Quinn? Kind of. There's there's a character named Echo, and she's kind of Harley Quinn-esque, hmm. but I don't know if she's going to end up being Harley Quinn, because they haven't actually named him the Joker yet. He just goes by Jeremiah. Are, are, you, are, are you familiar with the in-canon name of Harley, like her real name? Of Harley Quinn, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't remember it, but I have heard it, it. You know, she was she was created for the animated series, right? She was she was a on. doctor at Arkham, <clears throat> right? Later, I don't I don't know that they gave her that backstory even in the in the animated series. Oh, really? Huh. But later on, I know that the name she eventually was given is Harleen Quinzel. Oh yeah, I do. I remember that now. I have heard it. That's a rough yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't name a kid that, but I don't judge. All you Ashtons and weird names like that, <laughs> yeah. you know? Hey, Ashton Kutcher, your parents sucked. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I don't mean that, Ashton Kutcher. You're a- fine. His real name is Ashton Quinzel. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I'm, Ashton, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry, Ashton. So I'm enjoying... Uh, Ashton, uh, take I almost back. called it Ar- Arkham. I'm enjoying Gotham right now. Yeah, so. I... <laughs> It's funny hearing you say all that stuff because I think I pulled the ripcord on knowing much about that show early on. You know, and it, we've developed this show. It's it seemed like it was supposed to be more about uh, Gordon, and it is. And they sort of the early on it seemed like they talked around like, "Hey, uh, Bruce Wayne's not going to be in this. If he is, he's never going to wear the suit. He's just about there." So it. It really, to me, it seemed relatively like. Eh, I mean, you know, what this show is, whatever it is, it doesn't seem very much like something I'd be into. And now you're telling me stuff. You I'm like, would. wow, this went, this went buck. This went. It's got pretty much all the characters. They've just introduced Bane, Killer Croc. Um, there was uh, what is the dummy, the dummy that uh, thinks he's oh, it's Scarface, the little dummy, the puppet Scarface. Oh yeah. They just had okay. him on. Uh, I mean, you got the Mad Hatter, you got the Riddler, you got the Scarecrow, the Penguin. Solomon Grundy was there for a while. Um, I mean, you name it, it's pretty much been on there. Does it, f- does it feel weird having all that going on when there is not actually a Batman? It's different, but I or mean... I guess more specifically the characters that... Because, you know, I, I'm certainly... I'm, I'm being more open to new ideas, Travis. We <laughs> talked about it. Right. Those ones I have a little bit of a hard time where... Um, a character happens that was supposed to come about because of protagonist that doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, uh, that that Spider-Man PS4 game was a little weird where Spider-Man exists in a world... Like, that game finishes where the Green Goblin hasn't happened yet. 
spoilers for that for anybody. If you haven't played it huh. by now, you kind of and and it really that's not that's not a huge spoiler. Like Norman Osborn exists and he does not become the Green Goblin by the end of that game. Does James Franco exist yet? Uh, <laughs> James Franco makes a cameo. I think we all game. forget that James Franco was in that movie. <laughs> uh, no, he was no, very forgettable. I don't, I don't forget that movie. he's in them at all because he is. <laughs> Oddly enough, like uh, Spider-Man is some of his earliest work and some of his most James Franco work. Uh, <laughs> is it Spider-Man 2 where he is full tilt James Franco in those? Yeah. You know? Not a huge James Franco guy. Anyway. I go back and forth trying to figure out how I feel about James Franco. Because he is brilliant in some things and some things I'm like, settle down, James Franco. <laughs> There's some things where I think he's actually asleep. There's like that. that Wizard of Oz movie. I was like, are you even here? I, Why are you boring. even there? I, you know what? We're gonna let's get into it, Trav. We gotta finish to with my... Gotham. Oh, yeah, Trav. I'm gonna get out of it. All right, and then we'll get into it later. Please continue about. We'll come back to James Franco. And it, what you were saying about does it bother me uh, that it's kind bother. of going out Bother's of order? Bother's a strong word. It just does it feel does it does it trigger anything in you that feels like ah hey, this is weird? Not really, because I'm I've kind of gotten used to DC doing different versions of the same story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they might have one in a movie. They might have one on the one of the CW shows. They might have one on Gotham. They might have one in the comics. They might have one in uh, a cartoon. It's just it's kind of what they do. They they go back and they retell a story in a slightly different way, and they'll switch it up. And it's just kind of I just look at it as I mean they have the multiverse. It's oh sure. If I, you if you try to link everything together, you'll get you'll be like a crazy person at Arkham drawing on the walls with chalk. So <laughs> I just, you know, just, like I, I, I said, just it, enjoy it as it happens. <laughs> a, it would be, it would be an interesting feat watching like all roughly all of Batman lore has happened before Batman happens. And he, he's on the brink of happening. Now he's going out and fighting crime. He's not wearing a mask. That does bug me. Like everybody, is he wearing a dark outfit with a dark scarf around his face. No, we've trod that territory. He wore a, a ma- he wore a mask for a few episodes, but then he burned the mask, and he's just wearing he's wearing like a Kevlar bulletproof suit and stuff like that, and going out and fighting crime. But I mean, Rachel Ghoul and the Joker are trying to create Batman, basically, because Rachel Ghoul hmm. saw a vision of what Bruce Wayne will become, and he's the heir that has to kill him eventually, even though he's killed him twice. Anyway, he's. <laughs> He's supposed to build Bruce Wayne that into Batman. Gets, that stuff gets so convoluted, yeah, too. So, so there's the legacy that, that he's got to fulfill. I'm assuming Talia Al Ghul is in the show now because they just introduced a new character that's in a high-up position in the government that's basically keeping funds and uh, like food and water and stuff from coming into Gotham. Because Ra's al Ghul blew up all the bridges so nobody could get out of Gotham. Of course he did. Yeah. So Ray, any, that anyway, Ray, what a bastard! It is. It's fun to follow, and nobody ever stays dead. People always come back. Yeah, that's a that's that's a comic trope. The only people that actually die are people that don't have characters in the actual comic books, yep. and sometimes they're around for several years, and you're like, oh, maybe they're a permanent part. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it? boom, bullet to the head. You know, that got me thinking about because that 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 sounds incredibly convoluted, which most comic book characters have. But it's really... fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It really is fun to watch. I was just thinking about uh, uh, Into the Spider Verse came up as digital 
digital uh, mm-hmm. purchase stuff. And uh, Gabe and I were watching some of the behind the scenes. And they talked a lot about like character, how they made all the characters. But it got me thinking of how um, Into the Spider-Verse is really good at presenting tons of convoluted <clears throat> story and making it very, very digestible. Like you, you don't think too much about <laughs> you don't you don't think a bunch about what what is the deal with this Spider Man who is in the forties? Yeah, you know. I think it's more of a problem for people that didn't grow up reading comic books because you get how many Spider Man uh, different uh, titles are there? There's like Amazing Spider Man, Spectacular oh, Spider Man, Ultimate Spider Man, Spider Man Twenty Twenty Nine, Spider Gwen. Uh, oh, I mean. The Miles Morales one. There's there's so many different Spider-Man titles. Are you well titles versus, because, um, like Peter Par- Peter Parker asked Peter Parker Peter Piper Parker is like you have an amazing Spider-Man. You have a superior Spider-Man that was a whole different story that that Peter Parker, you know, was a part of that story. You have uh, just you know friendly neighborhood <laughs> Spider-Man. That, right. That's actually a little bit of a problem in like the big two comics. Like maybe. You know, I I have more experience with the Marvel. Is the idea of they are all too willing to do rebranding of making new right? You know, they're looking to write new things to catch on. They're not as much looking to carry on a very, you know, a very continuing. But then they title. always they always act surprised that they ran out of things to do with that character. Well, of course you did. You've got six titles with their name on it. Of there, course you ran. There's out of that. Them. There's definitely that man. <laughs> There was a, but once you get used to that in comics, you, you just kind of go, all right, well, there's lots of different stories. This is something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You you keep a web in your head of what goes where and you keep it all yeah. together. But with DC stuff, I'm just kind of like, this is an individual thing. Yeah. I mean, like with Aquaman, they did kind of tie it to Justice League, but it sounds like they're going away from doing that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a very quick reference about... Uh, uh, it, were were you involved with the? Oh, did they do the thing like the the Marvel TV shows where they refer to the first adventure or excuse me, first Avengers movie as the incident? It was similar to that. Yeah, it was just like a one line thing. I still, and then they didn't mention it the rest of the movie. To this day, I don't know if <clears throat> I don't know if those TV shows are still technically, but whether they have to acknowledge like canon. Them or not, whether or not you would go and say like these are part of it or like right. yeah they said that stuff but no we're gonna make a we're gonna make our own Daredevil in the MCU or what have you. I kind of made a decision when Disney bought Star Wars and they kind of like said none of this stuff is canon anymore. That's I was kind of <laughs> like inside myself and people if people want to like keep track of canon and stuff like that that's fine. Do your thing if that's how you enjoy it. Do your thing. For me personally, I kind of went all right, I'm just going to take these things one by one and see if I like that. And it, if they do tie together, that's fine. But I'm not going to say, but this doesn't tie to that and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like, why spend my time doing that? There was a brief moment for me where there was a brief moment where I was like, oh man, they're getting rid of all that stuff. And the more I thought about it was episode seven would have been such a mess. <laughs> you would have had to write in characters that... Like you would have to hit the ground running of whoever is writing episode seven would have to be like, well, I have to take Myra Jade into account. Well, right. Chewbacca's dead; I, he can't be in this movie. <laughs> right? Uh, we got to take in the the freaking Han and Leia's twins and all their goofy. Like one of them went bad, then came good. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they're uh, like they basically hit the ground from holy crap. We have to. There's already so much stuff that's written that we have to work out. How are we even right. going to make a story out of what's already there? There's a very good reason when they rebooted Star Trek, they s- rebooted Star Trek. And and there's a lot to say about... Because a- they would have been tied up in that canon. And let's face it, Star Trek fans in, are really into canon. Hey, hey, really Star into fans. canon. Star Wars fans are too. As we're learning, we used to we used to think Star Wars fans were more laid back and cool than Star Trek fans. That Star <laughs> Trek fans were kind of more, I would say, um, uh, analytical. Yeah, that's laced. I was gonna say analytical or like uh, not university, but like collegiate. They were and, bigger nerds. The Star Wars fans were the cool nerds. I would say I was gonna say they would lean more towards science, where oh, Star oh, Star Wars like, fans. You mean nerds? Okay, yeah. But Star Wars fans would lean more toward like fantasy and sword Ashton, fights and stuff like that. I know you're a Star like Wars that. fan I'm, or a Star Trek fan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mr. Uh, Ashton. What was his name? What did I say his name was? I can't remember. Ashton uh, Quinzel. Yeah, Ashton Quinzel. <laughs> and I like both, but I don't know. Star Wars fans have kind of gotten a little uptight lately, too. Yeah, I guess we found <laughs> out, yeah. No, it's... I don't even think it's that. I think that there are... I think there is a type of fan who exists in all that kind of nerdiness. Hey, you know what? Why nerdiness? There is definitely that kind of a fan who exists across all of sports fandom. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so No, sports fans, that's, that's kind of why I kind of started backing away from sports. Because I used to love sports as yeah. much as anything else, if not more. And I started backing away because it's just so toxic. It really is. And now, you know, I put more energy toward this kind of stuff that we talk about on here, and it's getting toxic. And I'm kind of like, well, let's see what's going over on sports again. You know what I mean? I've hit a weird, I've hit a, hit a weird place, Trav, where um, I've, <clears throat> I, I, I love talking about my nerddom stuff. I do. Me too. But a lot of things have hit a place where before, before it's a thing at all, um, there's, there's already like, but you know, just let's take Captain Marvel for example. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. It would be, it would be way cool if I could just go see Captain Marvel in a vacuum and decide how I feel about it. But right. like, honestly, honestly. Well, it sounds like you might be able to because apparently nobody's <clears throat> gonna go see yeah, it, according <laughs> to people on the internet. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> might have a private screening. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a legit trav. Are you ready for real Jake, talk? Jake, I'm ready for real talk. Are you in mode for real talk? Because once I once I pointed at you, I'm I ready can't for take no Stalin with Jake Dolan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here on no Stalin with Jake Dolan. If I go see Captain Marvel and don't like it, I'm going to be mad. Or not mad. It's gonna. <clears throat> I want to go see it and enjoy it because I hate these people. <laughs> I just read. Well, I didn't read the review, but. Uh, I didn't have time to read the review, but it was somebody that I actually respect a lot. He's on a bunch of panels with me at uh, FanX, and he's he's not a toxic guy at all. He's Ashton. No, it's I wish yes. Okay, it's Ashton. I'm just gonna say it's Ashton. Anyway, sorry. He's he's a good dude. He's very fair, uh, calm-minded things like that. He gave it three and a half stars and said it was kind. Of, it kind of didn't take any chances and it was kind of playing it safe. Hmm. 
but I don't know that I'm necessarily going to dislike that. That's a, that's the thing is like I I don't even think I'd necessarily be upset maybe, about that. Maybe maybe he it, wanted yeah. like in your face like no. screw you man. There's I, I don't know maybe that's what he wanted. It's in that Lady Buster's lane where it it needs to be more than that because it's kind of I mean they're they're kind and that's a little bit on advertising. They're kind of pushing it to be more than just another Marvel film. I don't know. Which, I don't think. Damn, man. I don't think uh, Wonder Woman was necessarily in your face anti-man. I mean, there was definitely a pro-woman thing going on. I don't on, think that's a thing. I, don't, I, don't I think so. I think some people want anti-man, and I don't know that that necessarily solves I problems. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen anybody out there pushing opinions like I have. want it to be. I have. Really? There, there's women and, and other people out there that want it to be anti-man. I. Mean, I and I don't think that's going to help the cause. People out there bite like that. I just yeah, don't. And I, I've seen it. I haven't experienced like a groundswell of that. I I just don't. I don't know. I don't like anti people. I'm just I'm just not that. Like if somebody's anti something, it kind of turns me off a little bit. So if the if the reason that people don't like it on one side is just because it's a woman, and the reason other people don't like it on the other side is because it doesn't go too far. I mean, how are you ever going to please people? <laughs> just, just make a good movie, you, and they probably what. did. And I'm hoping it. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it. I don't see why. I'll tell you what, it would I have to be really bad for me to walk out of there and go, "Ugh, I don't that was a waste any, of time." I don't envy anyone trying to write a strong female character. <laughs> I, me neither. I desperately want to see them, but man, it because you're going to you're, you're not going to please everybody. You're probably not going to please most people. I think in 10 years, people might go back and watch this movie with a different lens. You know what I mean? Because now people are so tainted on their opinions instead of just going to see a superhero movie. I'm going to stop stalling and get around to Jake Dolan and (laughs) tell you it's most most sort of nerdy things that I go to see anymore. Now he's shot Colin. (laughs) What? Shot Colin. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm uh, I'm mad balling with Jake Dolan. Uh, you know, it, most nerd stuff that I go to see anymore already has a pretty divided. You know, it's it's stupid, stupid ass Rotten Tomatoes thing where there is a contingent of people who want to poison the well before it's before it they actually have any idea what it is. Right, and I I suspect that R. Kelly is behind all these people pissing all over the movie. <laughs> that is. That is the realest of real talk. That's my suspicion. You know, and, and even even to be fair, I'm I'm in a weird place, and it's possibly a fault in me. Travis, are you okay? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I liked my own joke a lot right oh there. Oh my gosh, Travis. Uh, I'm even in a place where sometimes when people recommend me things, I feel a little bit of pressure because I want to make those people feel good about the mm-hmm. recommendation they gave me. So right. I get a little hesitant to get into things. <laughs> I get, you know, hey man, I'm Trav. I'm a weirdo. Real talk. I'm gonna stop stalling and start real Jake Dolan and tell you I'm a weirdo that I get weird anxiety about watching recommendations anymore. I feel weird about giving people like comedy recommendations because what I like isn't necessarily what they're gonna like. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I, we can be friends, and we might not like the same. I can definitely exact feel comedy. that way too. Because if they, if they, uh, if it hits them a certain way, they're going to make certain judgments about you because you like it. 
there are comics that go to clubs and sell out everywhere they go because they're famous. And I think they're terrible, but whoever goes to see them probably thinks they're great. So it's hard. You know what I mean? One can only assume. Yeah. But there are people that you've never heard of that I think are amazing. And they're going to be like, but I've never heard of them. I'm like, well, we'll go watch a few videos online. Nah, I've never heard of them. I'm like, all right, fine. You're going to miss out on a really good comic. Then you're not a fan of comedy or a fan of famous people at that point. Hmm. Yeah, they'll, they'll drag us into some chitter chatter because uh dropping hate with travis tate yeah because <laughs> uh someone has thrown their panties i i don't want to i don't want to be that guy <clears throat> i know who you're talking about someone has thrown their hat into the stand-up arena by the name of stormy daniels and i saw a lot of she's america's sweetheart stormy damn stand <laughs> Stormy Dammit. Stormy Dammit. Is Stormy down on the Daniels. Road oh, I can't with, talk uh, tonight. Our buddy Ashton. I'm so sorry, Ashton. Heading out. <laughs> Stormy Daniels is going to start hitting comedy clubs. And I guess I didn't see any announcements, so I don't know <clears throat> if she is going out there acting like she's doing stuff. I know, of, I know of one club. I've only seen, that doesn't mean she's not at more, but I've seen that one club is headlining her or, or having her there. I wouldn't even call it headlining because she's obviously not doing stand-up. Uh, does it seem to be a reputable club or just no. kind of a... No, it's just... Giggle just in Toledo. Basically, yeah, yeah. basically. But so, if but if you're booking, my name's Travis Tate and I'll come to your club. Uh, he has a, and he <laughs> if, has a similar past to Stormy Daniels. I'm not going to lie to you. I do. Stop stalling. I'm going to real talk about uh, <laughs> Trav. No, I... I, I am somewhat split upon this in that I absolutely understand the concept of feeling a little... I understand where a comic would come from being someone who has honed their craft, who has written jokes, to see someone who is um, getting headlining at club Because, hey, you know that's hard, right? Yes, it is. Who's instantly... Getting people to come is even harder. Instantly headlining... Unless you're Stormy rooms. Daniels. Oh my gosh, that was not a PG. That was not a PG comment. I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you'll have stop to, stalling and you'll listen have to, to listen back and listen to what you did that you won't repeat. When you listen me. back, you're going to send me a message like, "I thought you wanted this to be a family show." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You like, "All right, Jake, you need to." Do that. <laughs> oh, sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think talking of about Stor- your name to talk about. You're talking about, about Stormy mouth. Daniels, and uh, I, I get it's the, hard for comics I get to the, headline and stuff. I get the concept that comics would maybe <clears throat> not dig the idea of this person who is not famous for writing comedy all right. of a sudden headlining rooms. But also, I I follow you know I follow a fair amount of comics. <clears throat> I listen to a lot of comic you know stand up based podcasts and. A lot of people do parlay their fame into a stand-up career, and I don't generally see them see claws out comics coming after a lot of celebrities. Just all of a sudden, this woman that has a a past. It happens to anybody that's a celebrity that does stand-up. It's not just Stormy Daniels. Oh, I know. I know they do complain about it behind <clears throat> closed doors. There was a lot of public claws out on this. This is different because at least like Chris Kattan gets a lot of crap. Because he has a background in improv. It's not in stand-up. He, he pretty much... I don't want to badmouth him because I have open for him and he's very nice. But he's not super respected with other stand-ups. 
but at least he has a background in comedy. Steve-O, he wants to be good. I'll just, that's all I'm going to say about I told you. He wants to at least put on a decent show for people. Stormy Daniels, it's pretty obvious. It's a, it's a money grab. She'll do it a few times. It'll be like, uh, who's that kid from the Partridge family? That's a, he's like a shock jock now. Danny Bonaducci. Oh, it'll be like Danny. The Duch. Yeah. He did it for a little while. Just to, just as a cash grab. He was never going to be in standup. Stormy Daniels is never going to be in standup. I think that's what a lot of the backlash is. Like Steve-O's been around for, geez, as long as I have, probably seven years, maybe more. He's at least been trying to do it and make a living off of it. So there's, after a while, it becomes a, all right, well, this is something that he's at least putting all of his, his cards behind. Same with Chris Kattan. This is what Chris Kattan does now. He doesn't get roles. He was in a Sharknado movie where he played the British Prime Minister. <laughs> he got eaten by a shark. Chris Kattan was in that Monkey was, Bone. You leave him alone. Okay, but that was 20-something years ago. He was in Dave Foley's Monkey Bone. He's not getting cast in things now. <laughs> so this is, this is how he's making his living. Stormy Daniels, she'll do it a few times. People aren't going to come and nobody's going to book her. That's, that's just the way it is. Could you rephrase but, that a little bit? She will appear at a comedy club a few times. Nobody will show up. <laughs> and, Travis, then, and then people will Travis, stop booking Travis, your mouth her. is filthy. I've got to hold you back. <laughs> Here, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this subject because, because I'm a comic, but I'm married to a woman that runs a comedy club. And a very good friend of mine owns three comedy clubs. So I see between what she does on a daily basis to make a club run and talking to him and what he has to do on a daily basis to make three clubs run and book. He books everybody. He books the opener, the MC, the headliner, everybody. He books it all. He's the one that's paying all the rents, paying all the bills, all that. So the fact that, and it pays my, he pays my wife's wage. I'm not, you know, this straight up. He pays my wife's wage and that wage only gets paid if people are at the clubs to see shows. And sometimes that means you have to bring in YouTubers or uh, fallen D-list actors that have no other way to make money, but people will still come see them. Or maybe a porn star that's in, in the news right now. Hey, and look, man. Screech, <clears throat> Screech is out there. It sucks if it's taking a weekend away from a comic, but if a comic was that good... She's not going to take a weekend away from Bill Burr. No. You know what I mean? So she's not taking it away from the best. She's taking it away from people that... She's taking it away from strugglers, maybe. Well, not even strugglers. I mean, it is taking it away from good acts. Like, we like the Sklar Brothers or Jimmy Pardo. I mean, that's somebody that might miss out on a weekend. Like, that level. Yeah. Not necessarily them, but that level. And they're really great comics that we both love but they're not so famous that they're going to sell out everywhere they go. They're both great comics. When you were talking about three comics. <laughs> yeah. They're all, they're all great, com- great acts. No, it's just, I, you know what I, I love, mean? Yeah. I love the idea that the Sklar brothers, you kind of think of as an entity. You don't know this, but they're actually Siamese twins. <gasps> yeah. They have mirrors on stage to make them look like they're two separate people, Travis. but they're actually one person. I took a picture with them once. <laughs> mirrors. It was all mirrors and magnets. Maybe twice. I don't know. I forget everything. But no, I, I mean, I mean it does it does suck from a comics perspective, 
but the comedy clubs have to make money and that's how they're going to make money. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, I, I if I like sold I out everywhere I go, I would go everywhere. I mean, that's just realistic. I'm not famous. <clears throat> I like what I like my stand up. I like what I do. I, I like the show I put on, but if I don't have people come March 15th and 16th in Ogden, Utah, <laughs> it wise guys, then I don't get booked for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I sell out both shows, you're going to see me headline somewhere else in town fairly soon. That That's just how it works. Yeah. If there's a demand, then the owners are going to say, Hey, you're going to sell tickets. Let's, let's slide you down here now. That's just the way it is. And if people are going to buy tickets to stormy Daniels, then people are going to book her. But if nobody comes to see her, <laughs> then they're not going to, book or somewhere else is that that's just how it works yeah it, just like i said i i am of two minds i am 100 percent uh sensitive to the all the stuff you just talked <clears throat> about i would mention if miss daniels is listening maybe don't call what you're doing stand up <laughs> i thought you were gonna say uh, i would like to say if miss daniels is listening i could open for you <laughs> that's also like if you need an opener i'll open for you and i, I I can keep creeps away. I have no problem doing it that. It would be real interesting whether or not she would even come to Salt Lake. I I don't I don't know. Probably not because, I mean, this is a pretty uh, Republican state. Is it now? Yeah. The I don't know. If, I don't know if you. I just heard. read today that fornication was was uh, <laughs> was taken oh, yeah? away as a thing that what's the word I'm stupid ass word I'm looking for made uh, legal. Yeah, Legalized? fornication was decriminalized. Decriminalized in Utah, you could get arrested. We'll see. For- did it get through both the House and the Senate? Yes, that one did. The uh, the getting regular beer in Utah one did not. Did you really think that was going to happen the first time they do it? It'll take time. I mean, it doesn't yeah, bother me I mean, either I'm way. Sure I don't was, drink. I'm but- sure the fornication thing was one of the things like, oh, but they never they never arrest anybody for that. It's never going to be prosecuted. Like, yeah, then just get it out of there. Stop looking so dumb. I'm not the person to talk to about like uh, alcohol and stuff because at comedy clubs, I think people have plenty of opportunity to get drunk in Utah and they do a pretty good job oh, yeah. of it. And I'm, I don't know. It's just nanny stuff. I see, I see 300 people drinking uh, like heavy liquor and stuff like that, and just how out of control it can get. It's just it's just nanny state puritanical stuff. I'm not going to say people shouldn't have the right to, but there are some people that shouldn't do it. I am all for living in an era of letting people be people, though. Of course, in the thing that you're <clears> talking <throat> about, like just yes, to the point of like you can't you can't just have anarchy, certain right, exactly. But things like let let people get the beer they want. Some of that rolls into the Stormy Daniels thing of. Uh, part of the part of the side that I'm on that I, I'm not I'm not as digging it much is just like I said that claws out thing because she's a woman who's in a profession that it's it's very safe to malign her. No one is going to come out and tell you well, cause, no because no, she has no business being in, there. Mostly, yes, <laughs> that's true. But there again, like you said, like I I don't see claw. There's a lot of the celebrities I don't see claws out. Claws out for this is easy because no one you're not going to see a lot of people come out and say oh no. Leave the woman who had a background in adult cinema alone. It's completely safe to go after her. Isn't she doing good enough in there? I don't know. No, well, not Travis. I would. Should know I just start doing that. porn movies, Travis? Without going to open mics for porn movies, you've got the build. Do they Travis. have open mics for that? I don't know. <laughs> Travis, he's got, the, I, he's got the build. Travis, I don't. 
I don't know anything about that. I don't I know either. I have no idea what goes on in that industry. I'm just saying, don't call it stand-up. Just call it a Q&A and stories or something like that. And and part of it also is, is I don't think this is going to come any surprise. <clears throat> stand-up comics are incredibly defensive and oh, yeah, because incredibly taken to behind-the-scenes backbiting anybody who has a modicum of success. It, which is funny because which they also they also don't want to take a compliment, and I'm the same way. But if somebody else is getting compliments, it's like, hey, what about me? Give me a compliment. You know what I mean? It's not the most normal people in the world that do stand up. There's, but I, I think you will find the most vicious things I've heard said about it are by female comedians, not yeah. male comedians. Female comedians are not taking kindly to Stormy Daniels uh, doing comedy clubs. Mm. We'll see. I guess to some degree. We'll because do you know why? why? Because it it uh, dilutes what they're trying to do. They're trying to put themselves out there and prove that women are funny. And some of my favorite comics are women, 100%. And for somebody goes and sees that and they go, see, women ain't funny. Where she has no business <laughs> saying that she's a stand-up comedian. If she wants to go to a comedy club and say she's telling stories about Donald Trump, fine. Whatever. Uh, people in the women aren't funny camp need to grow up. Well, I mean, it's the same people that are telling people not to go see uh, Captain Marvel. Mm, we, so it's the same thing. They need to grow up too. Right. But it like does said, dilute. They, it does dilute what like a lot of my favorite female comics are trying to do. It'd be like if somebody had a similar act to me, but they were terrible. I would have a problem with it. You know what I mean? That's what... I would like to see... Wait, there are plenty of those out there, and I do have a problem with them now that I think about it. I would like to see... <laughs> Trav, I'd like to see a world where, one, people have enough of an understanding of stand-up comedy to know that everybody is their own entity, and then to that degree have it be where people doing stand-up <clears throat> could be more supportive of one another. It's never going to happen. It's human nature. <laughs> it's human nature. No, comics, comics are famous for being super nice to each other's face and then... Just stabbing each yeah, other in the back. That's roughly what I'm saying, and that's. I'm not like that. I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> as far as we know, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I have a few comics that I actually like, and I will talk to them a lot. But if I don't like you, I just won't talk to you. I won't pretend to be nice. Does that make sense? I'm not fake, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like I'm not going to be rude either. I'm not going to be mean, but I'm also not going to pretend to be nice and then be mean to you later. I'll just. You know, like, all right, we're here. I'll get along with you. I, I coexist. But at the same time, I'm not going to be fake nice. But I'm also not going to be mean either. I'm probably not going to say mean things about them behind their back. Yeah, being, being a fan of stand-up comedy is <clears throat> something that has kind of always made me feel a little uncomfortable about it. I try to be super neutral is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> with with most people. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you're... Yeah. One more thing about stand-up. Ooh. I, I told you about this earlier. Uh, Comedy Central has just launched their very first YouTube channel. Welcome to 2019 Comedy Central. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, and maybe maybe you do know, maybe you don't know, how much power does Comedy Central have at this point? They do still have a lot of power. Most comedians don't respect them because they only book like the young hot comics, basically. Like the comics that have been doing it for maybe five years, but they've gotten famous off of, off of something, and or they're attractive or young, and they've got the the sharp tongue, and they're good at they're good at roast battles or things. You know, that's kind of what they're into, honestly. Uh, this YouTube channel is going to be for 
things that couldn't make it on Comedy Central. Maybe it'll be a little more wacky. It'll be stuff originally for that channel. They're they're going to do specials on it too, so maybe they'll branch out. I mean, look at look at the stand up comedy on Netflix. There's people getting Netflix specials that I've never even heard of, and that doesn't mean they're not funny. I just said earlier in this episode that some of my favorite comics are people that listeners have never heard of. I was just going to say, it's you know. Good job, Comedy Central jumping into this one. Basically, Netflix is kind of the new, right. is becoming the new Comedy Central. But I think Netflix puts out too much. And that's somebody who, you know, I mean, eventually I would wish it, it could be my turn on something, obviously. But they do put out, like when they, they did that Comedians of the World and they did them all, there was like 80 half hour specials all at once. Is that? It's insane. They could have milked that out, they could have put one from each country every week and milk that out but they put it all out at once that's i mean that's netflix in a microcosm netflix is there's like almost one a day probably netflix is at a point where they're they're looking at engagement they're looking at you know as long as we're putting out something as long as we're keeping people subscribed to netflix right put it just just shotgun approach and as long as we're keeping subscribers as long as there's two things in a month that somebody goes yeah, I think I'd watch that. Then they're they're happy, right? And I know uh, they're trying. Uh, Comedy Central's trying to put more of, of an emphasis on like good comedy. Like uh, Bill Burr's going away from Netflix, and he's going to Comedy Central. Hmm. And a lot of the all things comedy because he founded all things comedy with Al Madrigal. Yeah. And a lot of that that stuff is going like Roy Wood Jr. special. I think was just on Comedy Central. And a lot of that stuff is going to be on Comedy Central now. Do you so. think? Do you think someone? I mean, obviously, it's all. You know, there's definitely a business thing to it. Do you think Burr has had like a bad experience with Netflix? Do you think it's a matter of? You know, I don't. He has a stake in Comedy Central. I don't think. I don't think there's anything or? bad with Netflix as far as he's concerned. I think maybe Comedy Central just offered him not only a good deal for him but a good deal for other people that he cares about and believes in, if that makes sense. Okay. And that, that's something that he's to the point now where he's looking out for people that have been opening for him for years or people that he came up with. I mean, he came up with like Patrice O'Neill and Robert Kelly and Rich Voss and all those guys. And not all those guys are household names. Patrice is dead, so he, he's not a household name. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. <clears throat> he was a household name, but... I think he's just kind of doing the thing now where he's like, I got to I gotta put something out for these guys because he knows comedy's cyclical. Eventually, the tide's going to turn on him and people are going to go, oh, Bill Burr. And then those guys that he helped on his way up, they're going to be on the way up and maybe they can help him while he's on the way down. That's just how stand-up is. Yeah. Nobody can come in. Look at Chris Rock. Chris Rock was the biggest thing in the world. His last special came out. And people just talked crap about it. It's amazing. I was like, this is Chris Rock, you guys. Maybe it's not as good as the one he put out 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But it's still Chris Rock, and it's still good. But people just want to tear it down. So, I mean, you got to be nice to people on the way up. I think that's what he's doing. So, Okay, good on him. Good for Bill Burr. What else we got? Uh, (laughs) Hey... Should we? You want to get real sad? Should we get wanna, real sad? Before we get too sad, this is kind of sad. 
on the last episode... Before you get real sad, we're going to get kind of sad. On the last episode, we, we made a comment about a 90210 reboot, and then I made a joke about Luke Perry responded by having a stroke. When I made that joke... And just to get one over... <laughs> One, if there's when I made that about joke, Luke Perry's, he was exceptionally petty. So to get one over <laughs> on you, he straight up died just to make he died the, the day that that episode oh, came that's... out, and I felt super bad. I made that joke with the kind of thought in my mind that he's going to bounce back and he'll be back to work on Riverdale, and you know he'll just go on with his life. But unfortunately, he passed away, so it seemed like it was in poor taste. And oddly enough, and it, it probably out was. He was human too. He, yeah, you know, just like with the, uh, with, um, you know, Brody Stevens, just like with uh, uh, that one's still, that one's still in my craw. Yeah, as I say, yeah. Same thing with Luke Perry. A lot of stuff came out. He was just a really genuine, real nice guy. A lot of uh, I saw photos of, I guess his son works in some indie wrestling stuff. Of just pictures of him. Kind of trying to hide out in the audience and be stoked for him. Yeah, he used to take his kid to a lot of the WWE stuff. So a lot of wrestlers you knew know? him and stuff like that. Like, they all say he was a really cool dude. So, you know, I... It just kind of sucks. He wasn't even that. He was like 11 years older than us. Well, 10 older than you, but... I <laughs> try not to think about those kind of things. 52 is not that old, so it's it's pretty I sad. try not to think about those kind of things very much. The only thing I've heard is that he had a blood clot or something like that. And that's, well, that's kind of what caused it. And that's how strokes happen. That's a crappy thing. Blood clots, you don't know they're there until they hit. So it's pretty uh, crappy it's thing. A bummer. Speaking of somebody who died on also wrestling, we, we lost King Kong Bundy this week. Yeah, I told you, was it 61 or 62? 61. I read 61. I was like, for a WWE wrestler, he seemed very old at 61. Yeah, I mean, he was around in WrestleMania 1. Yeah. He wrestled SD Jones. He was also a... He was... Match was like four seconds long. He was long. a strong man, but also a, you know, he was, I don't know what the category would, you know, the best I can say is of the fat giant wrestlers. Super heavyweight. Yeah. He's a super heavyweight. So he didn't seem like a guy. He always I, seemed like he was older, but WrestleMania 1, I think I did the math and he would have been like 25 or 26. Yeah. He's, so that was, he was like 27 when he wrestled. Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 2 he, he for the frame, title. He had a frame that made his age undefinable, <laughs> you know, no hair, no eyebrows. He didn't look as old as Earthquake did, but... Yeah. Also, maybe the reason why Earthquake looks so old? Hair and eyebrows? Could be. And he had a skullet, right? Bundy, yeah, he had, he had a skullet. Bundy didn't even no, have Bundy eyebrows. He shaved it Bundy all. Bundy had... That's what I'm saying is it, it was probably <clears> harder <throat> to tell how old he was because he just didn't have anything on him, you know, he did a lot of acting and stuff, too. He was in the um, Married with Children with Al Bundy. He, he was one of, he was related to the Bundys. So he was <laughs> in there. Enough. I guess Ted wasn't available, so they brought in King Kong. <laughs> so, yeah, 61. That's that's not that old. I mean, it's, it's old for a wrestler of that. For a wrestler of that size, yeah. He, but, you know, 61's not that old. Like, when I heard his age, I, I knew he was still around, but I would have thought he was in his 70s at least. Mm. So, wow. He accomplished a lot pretty young. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the, yeah, in the WWE. And uh, on to the he squished most... He squished a, a dwarf. Yep. He or no, he in... tried to, but they, they saved him, right? Uh, he did hurt the one. He did hurt one. Did he I hurt one? I think he did splash one of them. Oh, King Kong Bundy, uh, you dirty, rotten scoundrel. I remember Jim carrying him out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very un, an, an unfortunate match. <laughs> he squashed some little beaver. I think that was the name of the wrestler, Little Beaver. Uh, yeah, 
But uh, I didn't on, name him. On to the <laughs> on to the most depressing news. Uh, found out just today that um, Alex Trebek has super cancer, which is crazy because he just signed. He's seventy nine right now, and he signed like a five year contract. So he's yeah. still working, and he was planning on working more. Stage so four the fact pancreatic that, cancer. I mean, that's a tough one, too. That is a bummer. I was t- It got me to talking a bunch with Gabe about game shows, because Gabe, really, Gabe doesn't really have much by way of a, you know, a, a framework for game shows. <clears throat> right. You know, for, he, he has grown up in an era where either A, game shows are people trying to sing good or... <laughs> You know, get a, get a little bit of or fame a C-list, from being embarrassingly a C list person in a mask singing that, or <laughs> you know, game shows that we have now. Usually, the people who end up hosting game shows are celebrities. Yeah, yeah, it's for a, sure. It's a bygone era of actual of like an Alex Trebek or a Pat Sajak. Just or see a, J- Jimmy Pardo about that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> But so, so Alex Trebek, you know, we were talking about like Travis. Are you okay? Uh, Travis, no. are you okay? Are you okay? <coughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <coughs> okay, everybody. You I'm got just hit gonna by admit, a smooth criminal. Though. I have legit pneumonia, <laughs> so that's why this is happening. <laughs> I'll be better next week, I promise. But uh, I, I was making <clears> a joke <throat> that it's going to be uh, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, and this is Jeopardy in about a year. I don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, which is why. It, exactly why he'll end up having that job. I, like, uh, I knew the first time I saw that guy, I was like, he's got a dark side. And now it's starting to come out. <laughs> it's starting to come out. Well, it's like, God, God love him. I, I find Snoop Dogg to be a fascinating person. <laughs> he ended up hosting a couple of game shows. Yeah, I can't remember what they were, but Snoop Dogg's, didn't he kill a dude? <laughs> Pretty sure he killed a dude. People forget that. Like Snoop Dogg is like everybody's funny uncle now, but... Uh, they're, he's kind of like Mike Tyson now too. We got a few people. People are, people are, uh, coming down on Mario Batali now too. I mean, he's a, he's a fat guy that wears Crocs, but apparently he sexually abuses women. So he just lost all of his restaurants today. Oh, what was the, we might be the last two standing. Yeah. Maybe I'll be the last man standing. I don't know about your past. Travis, I've got, well, I've told you I'm a biter. <laughs> I hold dark secrets, Trav. I always tell ladies, no thank you. I'm married. <laughs> but yeah, it, inevitably Je- Jeopardy's going to go on. I think yeah, what would be awesome I, I think it shouldn't. I think it should stop with Alex Trebek. Uh, you know, there's something to be said. Jeopardy's just such a cool game to watch. Yeah. I saw the the post that I saw on Facebook today when the news happened is it said super sad. And my first thought was to type, actually, the correct answer is what is super sad. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> but we hope Alex Trebek gets, I mean, it's not, stage four yeah. of one of oh, the worst cancers that, well, is I mean, pretty he's, bad. He's but, also 79. Yeah. Stage four is, is kind of a death sentence, I, I hate to say. Right. Hopefully he's able to do all the things he wants to do. And if doing as much Jeopardy is what he wants to do, so yeah. be it. If not, if sitting on a beach... I assume he's got grandkids with grandkids running around. Mr. Trebek, I'll take you've earned it for 500. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, and maybe this is just from the, the podcast <laughs> I listen to. I hear him a lot. 
I think it would be real cool if Ken Jennings took over for Alex Trebek. That actually, he's super funny. Do you follow him on Twitter? Yes, I do. He's a he's very a very guy. great follow. I would love to meet Ken Jennings someday. He he's a good follow, and he's you never would have known it when he was on Jeopardy. He was just like he was like a little robot dude. He's fairly he's fairly funny when I hear him on shows too. Yeah, like I've heard him on Doug Loves Movies, and yeah. he's really funny. And like his his explanations of how he. Yeah, his seeming, I think his explanation for being like, yeah, he does know the stuff, but also it just came down to he would just hit the button before he really read mm-hmm. the question, just right. under the, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna figure out whether or not I know this. I'm just gonna get in <laughs> and then decide if I know it. So, but he's yeah, the smart guy, and he's also, I, you know, I think he would work out as a host. That's true. Get yeah, out, he Ken would Jennings. If he gets the blessing of Alex Trebek, then sure. I, then I support sure. it. So. That's that's a it, it's been a it's been a bummer couple of weeks. Man. It's crappy news, Some, but I mean, on think, top of hey, also regular <clears throat> news, not great most of the time. Sometimes I think of it like this: like he's seventy nine, and he's got time, and now people are gonna there's gonna be an outpouring of affection for a guy that I mean everybody grew up with at least Jeopardy on in the background. You know, it's it's kind of been a part of a lot of people's lives. So now people can say, Alex Trebek, thank you. You are amazing. And he gets to hear that where like a Brody Stevens just yeah. decides one day he can't take it anymore and he's gone. And the outpouring of affection, because every comic I've, I know loves Brody Stevens. Yeah. And he touched so many lives. And whether it was, I think he knew it because people keep saying, I told him all the time how much I loved him. And, but for whatever reason in his head, he, he couldn't process it or didn't believe it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, but even like Luke Perry, it happens so fast that, uh, I mean, you see all these people talking about how, you know, he affected their lives when they were teenagers and they were in love with him and stuff like that. And if it was a long bout of something at least you have that closure in your life. Like Alex Trebek is probably going to get at least some closure with, with his family and, you know, people that have been important to him and, and then his fans where I don't know that the suffering is great. Yeah. That's the the thing I was going to say about that is uh, I've, I've seen the end of cancer and it's, it is, it's bad. And I always feel like, Sorry to bring things down. No, no, I know, I know. Because you're going to think about your family and stuff like that. And I don't know. I guess there's there's not a right answer. Everybody's different. But maybe for me, I'm thinking I would prefer that closure as opposed to one day I was just gone. You know what I mean? Like I had that accident a couple weeks ago. And if I had just died right there, that would have sucked really bad. But... Maybe if I had time, you know, to, to say goodbye to people and stuff like that, it might have. Yeah. I don't know. There's no right or wrong because seeing somebody, I've seen people, I've seen people suffer and just kind of waste away too. And it's very, very hard to do. I'm going to, I'm going to keep stalling with Jake Dahl on that. Cause my take, my take beyond this will be very depressing. Well, we're an hour in. Okay. Right now. And we've gotten to four things on our list. So maybe we should. Maybe we should lighten it up just More a little bit. More stuff. Best of, luck, best of luck. Best wishes best to wishes Alex to, Trebek. Please, yes. Steven Spielberg. He doesn't like Netflix. What a weirdo. 
<laughs> Which is funny because it's he and uh, George Lucas were were the leaders of like special effects in movies. And you know there was directors and producers going, I can't believe those guys are using these these computers to make their movies. It's cheating or it's not fair, blah, 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 blah. And now the shoe's on the other foot where there's a company just putting a movie out in theaters for a, a week so it's legal, so it can get Oscar nominations, and then putting it out on their platform. It's And it's kind of sour grapes. It is, it is the most sour of grapes. And he... I believe he talked a lot about, oh, no, the cinematic experience stuff. Like, The cinematic experience sucks. Hey. I can't remember the last time I went to a movie where I didn't want to hit somebody in the back of the head. Well, I mean, there's that. The thing about it is, is I've listened to enough people. <clears throat> hey. You, you know, oh, no, the cinematic experience. The pe- I hear about tons of people who are like Oscar voters and like, oh, they sent me a DVD. Right. No, that's 100% true. I know a lot of comics that have... Uh, the uh, actor, card. the actors, guild, yeah, the SAG card, and they get DVDs. Yeah, and so, they're like, I'll never see him. I was talking to Cash Levy about it. I was asking him about if he had seen Bohemian Rhapsody, and he's like, Yeah, I got the DVD. I just haven't watched it yet. And I'm like, <laughs> I know he's not an Oscar voter, but I'm like, You guys get the DVDs sent to you. What's that? Why don't you just, just watch it? It runs completely <laughs> contradictory to his whole like, Oh, the cinematic experience. Like, Oh, the cinematic experience that we send out copies that the Pete, the voters can watch at home. Also the cinematic experience has become so expensive. I mean, Utah's one of the cheapest tickets as far as a movie theater like in the country and it's starting to get toward 10 bucks a ticket. So you take oh, no, a family of 5 I mean, or 6. Maybe that's maybe if you can get in on a uh, on a matinee. Yeah, the cinematic experience has gotten super expensive. Like, I, I thought about going to movies when I'm in California, and it's like 20 bucks a ticket. And I'm like, no. It's it's hack, but the you, you, this <clears> stuff, <throat> you're right. Like, you can't you can't dictate who you're going to be next to. I I am weirdly able to completely shut most of that stuff out. I can't. Not, not People, being stand-up. I, I, you know, I read stuff or talk about, like, oh, this person, I, I couldn't. I couldn't watch the movie or I could hear this person eating popcorn. Next I shush like, people that, almost every that time. That stuff, that stuff for the most part, I can tune out for me. It's the, it, again, very hack. I'm not treading new territory, but previews are previews. are out of, I like previews. I like previews too. Previews are out of control. I don't give a cat ass. What kind of sound system are you using? I don't need to see your. I don't need to see your to see your. We're clever. We're gonna we're gonna show you all the colors, but it's about like, oh, we no, we put rainbows in the film. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't care about that stuff. <clears throat> like, did you think about popcorn? Like, yeah, I walked past the effing place. I've already I, ate two buckets. Thanks for the refill. Like, yes, <laughs> I've already eaten my popcorn trying to get through this garbage just to get to the movie. Yeah, and it's. That, that doesn't bother me as much as people talking. That stuff doesn't. Oh my gosh, that makes me so angry. I am also, I'm also a little bit like that, though, too. Oh no. So, I, I hope that I'm not, you know, I, I, I can throw my voice. I can throw my voice, Trav. Because I've told, <laughs> I've told you a lot, like, when I go see movies, uh, I, like, I, I want to make Gabe laugh. I, I want to make Gabe laugh or at least frustrate him. Ah. So I do the things about you know like this is a movie about Venom or you know any and going to see my hero Academia and teasing them about anime stuff and you know I'm that I right. like to be that guy yeah. and I hope that also we we generally 
Gabe loves going to the ones that have like the recliner seating. So yeah, those are nice. We're spaced out from people a lot too. Usually, those are pretty nice. Let's uh, let's hit on a couple things that are just kind of kind of yeah, silly. Let me hit on them. Uh, so we talked about last week. Will Smith is leaving the Suicide Squad movie. This is a true statement. So we thought maybe Deadshot's not going to be in the movie. Nay, there will you, be a Deadshot. You say me nay. There will be Deadshot in Suicide Squad too. Let there be Deadshot. He will be replaced. <laughs> Travis, are you okay? <coughs> oh I'm my just God. so excited. He's going to be replaced by Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba. Bring I think that's on. I think that's a great replacement. Idris Elba. Replacement. I loved yeah. you enough that I watched the you know Gunslinger movie. <laughs> it's not your fault. It was so bad. No, he was great in it. He's a great actor and everything. The only thing I didn't enjoy him in really Idris was Elba. I watched that one Alien movie you're in that is the Star Trek terrible. No, he was he, he was in Alien. Or no, he was in... Uh, oh, yeah, he was like the captain in, in Prometheus, yeah, right? Yeah, he was the captain in Prometheus. He was good in that. He was the good thing, in that. The thing I didn't movie. love him in was Star Trek... Just, what was the third one? Boy, that was a bad... He but played he a had, weird character. He couldn't... The reason I didn't care for him is because it wasn't necessarily him. It was, it was mostly a mask the entire time. You know what I mean? That was... I kind of have completely forgotten that movie. I like the movie because there's like team-up... Uh, combinations that you wouldn't normally get in a movie like that so i like that but and he wasn't terrible it's just make him the bad guy why does he have to wear a mask if you're gonna get idris elba he's been like the sexiest man alive for people magazine or whatever people you know what i mean you don't put like a but like put makeup on me i whatever nobody's gonna care but you don't get idris elba and then put makeup on him for the whole movie mm. I don't. I don't always subscribe to that because there there have been a lot of roles that call for that stuff. It it bums me out. Like it would bum me out in superhero roles or things like that where you want to see the cool mask and. But I don't think it was good makeup either. You're not wrong about that. Make him a classic. Make him a a Ferengi or. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to see. Idris Elba as a Ferengi. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like you know going back to things like like. Judge Dredd. I love the Judge Dredd helmet, like Stallone. The law. That was what. So, that was one of the things that was awesome about the movie Dredd. Was he just wore? He was that character. Mm-hmm. Wore the damn helmet the whole time. Made the face the mm-hmm. whole time. But yeah, when Stallone did it, like once he takes off the mask, like he's just Sylvester Stallone. So I, th- I think it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. I think Rick Flag might not return. I thought you were going to say Rick Flair. <laughs> Woo! Rick Flair got beat up by Batista. Did I tell you about that? Him. <laughs> so they had Ric Flair's birthday party on Raw. It was oh, his yeah. 70th birthday party. And they were going to introduce him, and he didn't come out. Like all of his friends, Ricky Steamboat, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kurt Angle, all these all these people from over the years are out in the ring waiting for him, and he doesn't come out. And they, they show a cameraman. Batista goes busting into Ric Flair's dressing room, shuts the door, and you hear, ooh, uh. Obviously, they're not going to really beat up Ric Flair. He has a lot of physical problems now. They just show Batista dragging him out by his coat. And Ric Flair going, because, you know, he got beat up by Batista. And then Batista goes, do I have your attention now, Triple H? (laughs) So there's going to be a Triple H versus Batista match at WrestleMania. Oh. So that'll be cool. Anyway, how did we get there? Oh, just you, you oh, said Rick, that Rick, Rick Flag, yeah, Rick Flag. Which one's Rick Flag? He was like the army guy. Oh, yeah, the the he replaceable was, guy. Uh, Nondescript in that movie. Kinda? Basically, yeah, that's kind of that actor. 
he's kind of one of those yeah he's one of those white guys from the mid 2000s that just kind of blend together in that army hammer range i don't know army hammer stands out pretty good you think so there was a rumor that he was going to be the next batman but he's denying it who 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 would be better batman than army hammer he's like six foot four six foot five big muscly guy who that, who that dude in Avatar? I forget his name all the time. He's in that. He's definitely. Is in it that Sam range Worthington? Too. There's I, another one too that I can't remember. Nah. Yeah, I think it's, it's Sam Worthington. Not just white like guy yeah. from that era. Yeah, know, got pushed. Anywho, what about uh, we heard today just before just we came on air? Hot off the presses. The presses are hot, mama. Arrow is going to end at yeah. the end of next season, season eight. Is that, is that hit you in the? No, it's yeah, time. Good. It really yeah. is time. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. They've they've told a lot of stories and they've they've told stories over and over. I think it's time, and they can still. There's a lot of people thinking. Okay, there's a few people thinking that it, it hasn't been out that long, but one of the things I thought and a couple other people Lizzie. thought the same thing is he's gonna not make it through Infinite Crisis, which is. The, oh, wow, uh, they're doing that? Yeah, that that's going to be their big crossover event next year is Infinite Crisis. So some people are thinking he's not going to make it through there. I'm also thinking that because they hinted at uh, John Diggle being a, a uh, Green Lantern, maybe they can explore that. Maybe he, they can have a Green Lantern show. But they've also got Batwoman coming on next, next year. I don't know if uh, Black Lightning is going to be around, but it might be for a, a third season. And there's other shows that are coming around that will that will take up that same audience. Like if you had Batwoman and Arrow with the same kind of tone, it would be it would take away from each other. So it's okay, even if he just comes back every once in a while. Yeah, because it's it's superheroes; they can come and go. Yeah. So Oliver Queen can still come back. Those characters, Felicity Smoke, all of them that everybody loves, they can come back and do other things, but. As a show, it's just kind of, it's starting to to drop off a little bit. And I still like it. I still watch it. I'm not bagging on it. But if I have to be honest with myself, it's not as good as it was a few years ago. So it's time to let it go and just bring those characters back here or there. Maybe a couple of them will go to other shows. That's cool, too. Is the WB stuff on the DC streaming service? <clears throat> no. I think once once they leave that platform they probably will be because they're produced by wb yeah so i mean eventually they will be but they're not currently i was just gonna say that that would you know the entirety of arrow would make probably a nice well they've got a deal with um netflix so the day after the season ends i can't imagine a large entity coming along and saying netflix you can't have this anymore (laughs) right well they're getting a lot of money from it but the day after the season ends the entire season is loaded on netflix now the very next day. Okay. So they're available. You can watch them all. Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. Pokemon. Uh, another thing we were going to talk about is it's kind of a, a silly thing. Uh, the Mandalorian wrapped production. So that should be coming out fairly soon on, on Disney+. Plus. Torn Travis. Here's the funny thing. I did. I had not seen the cast. Yeah, I'd seen some... a lot of people that were going to be directing episodes, like Taika Waititi and Bryce Dallas Howard, who, by the way, we watched the Dark Phoenix trailer together last week, this you is and I, and we could not tell if it was Jessica Chastain or Bryce Dallas Howard in that movie, 
And we kind of settled on that it was Bryce Dallas Howard. And then we both found out this week it was Jessica Chastain. And I know they look similar, but they don't look exactly alike. But for some reason in that makeup with that hair, I thought it was Bryce Dallas Howard. And so did you. So anyway, the cast that's going to be in The Mandalorian, Nick Nolte, Verna Herzog from Grizzly Man, the you know director of Grizzly Man. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Gina Carano, who was an MMA fighter, she was also on the reboot of uh, American Gladiators. She was also in the original uh, Deadpool movie. Oh yeah, she was. And then Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed. Uh, I'll watch Carl Weathers in just about anything. I'm interested to see what they do with these actors. You love <laughs> it. Should be funny. Uh, who is Nick Nolte going to play in the Star Wars universe? That's that's well, I mean, funny. I probably kind of would have said that about Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that's similar. But Woody Harrelson, not to say Nick Nolte's not a great actor, or at least used to be, but Nick Nolte or Woody Harrelson's probably at the peak of his yeah, acting yeah. right now. I'd be curious, where was the last Nick place? Nolte's had? He's had some years. Where was the last place that we even saw uh, Nick Nolte? Uh, there was the Hulk movie that where was he was kind Hulk's of the dad thing that I remember him from, and that was kind of when he kind of snapped, and it looked like he was like super methy or something. Yeah. So I don't know what he's been up to since then. But Carl Weathers, I mean, he's been in a few things. He was in Arrested Development. Yeah, Carl Weathers was really good in Arrested Development. He was, you know, he was the acting coach. Happy Gilmore. That's true. He was the coach in Happy Gilmore. The golfing coach that got his hand bit off by a crocodile. Also on Disney Plus, we're going to get a Disney villain series. It's probably going to be like Happily Ever After or Once Upon a Time or whatever it's called. So Um, that's a thing that's happening. I'm not super into. I'm not super into stories. I I I don't. I I get torn the idea. Hey, villains! Villains who have depth is great. I also like some iconic villains who are just bad. I, I did like Darth Vader before the prequels. Yes, sort or, of. Maybe or the Joker I in mean, the Dark Knight. Darth you didn't Vader know his always, backstory. Darth Vader was always a redemption story. I'm talking about, uh, you know, the easy one is the movie Maleficent. Uh, the movie. Speaking of that, which, Maleficent that, is yeah, getting a sequel in the I, fall of this year. It's funny because I was kind Maleficent, of talking to people Mistress about this of Evil the other day. Of the the two that always stand out for me is Maleficent and uh, whatever that goof goofball's uh, last Oz movie was of the oh, character where they of made Maleficent the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wicked Witch of the West are these two very iconic villains of they're just bad mm-hmm. and. As soon as those movies came up, I'm like, I don't, I don't want it to come down to, oh, I feel bad for them because boy. <laughs> oh, no. Boy hurt them. They, go, they went bad because boy. Yeah. Like, you know, I, th- I think there may be things that could be said about that's not, really a, that's not really a very respectful way of writing a reason why a woman went bad. But just also, those were two characters. I'm like, they are they're great as characters who are just imposing and evil. Yeah. Don't give them a backstory, so we're supposed to feel bad for them, you know, but this, we probably won't. It's the same thing of every time you try to give an iconic character a backstory, you run the risk of Boba Fett syndrome where, oh boy, it was way better when we didn't know. Yeah. It was way better when we were making it up for ourselves. I don't even dislike the what they did with Boba Fett in the prequels. I don't I don't dislike that, really. I, I kind of like Jango, Jango Fett. <laughs> 
Travis. Oh my God. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my gosh. I tried to cover. Tried to cover my mouth, and when I did, I put the microphone right under, <laughs> yeah. right under my elbow. No, I mean it's. I am not a fan of the the Boba Fett backstory, Jango Fett, and all that stuff. That he's a clone. That he's a clone. Because you really, I yeah. mean, really, you didn't. You never got a. You, I mean, it's dumb. I think. Oh. I wonder, and I don't know if this is what they're thinking was, but I wonder if they thought maybe if you find out that uh, Boba Fett is also a clone, you'll care about the other clones. Like as far as the Clone Wars and stuff. Like whenever I'm watching the Clone I mean, Wars cartoon, hey, that's another one. I always think that's Boba Fett's brothers. Finding out what the Clone Wars was was underwhelming. For yeah, when when. When uh, Obi Wan Kenobi first talked about they f- we fought in the Clone Wars, you were like, "Ooh, what are the Clone Wars?" Hey, I didn't think we were doing magic, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> turns out I, apparently I could do Sir Al- Alec Guinness for a second. Uh, uh, some other things: uh, Star Trek Discovery is getting renewed for season three. That's a series that I really want to watch, but I can't find myself signing up for cbs all access, all access. No, I don't but know. i really want to watch yeah, that show i do really are, are they putting those on dvd because i'm back in the, the I don't netflix know. economy that's a good question i should look and see if they have I those would get on, DVD. That on disc from netflix and watch that's it. Also, a good answer i saw beardy spock and it 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 was very distracting <laughs> yeah it was a little distracting uh, but also the dc universe i've been looking at that and there's yeah. a lot of stuff on there i want to watch i want to watch titans i want to watch doom patrol and plus, they let you read comics on there. Yeah, I I had Marvel Unlimited and loved reading. I mean, it's it's a lot of pulp, and I'm I'm just, I'm a I'm, you know I'm a Marvel zombie type guy. Yeah. But you know, I had a blast just kind of reading. It, it's it's uh, subscription things make it so that you don't have a ton of invest. Like, you don't really care either way. Like, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna read this story about Deadpool fighting Thanos. It's probably trash, but you know, just for the fun. I think we've all agreed that it's Thanos now. It's Thanos. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to let that one go. But all these subscription services, you can't sign up for all of them. No, no. I want to sign up for all of them, right but I can't. That. So I'm wondering if maybe, maybe I just need to do the. Maybe I'll do Star Trek Discovery for a couple months and burn through that Star Trek or on CBS All Access and burn, burn through, through it. that CBS All Access yeah. once you've subscribed to Star Trek and Discovery. Then, and then go to DC Universe and watch those shows I want to watch for a month or two. And I don't know. I am genuinely curious. Because you can do it month by month I, or by the year. I think the whole F Batman angle is completely hilarious. I would be genuinely interested to hear what someone's <laughs> take on watching it is. Well, they're bringing Superboy on. We talked about that. Yeah. So I don't know. Plus, when, when you get the Disney, Disney Plus, there's going to be lots of cool stuff on there I want to see, too. But... I I, I really can foresee a world where uh, I mean first I of end all up get with that I bitterly bitterly pay for that stupid Disney streaming yeah. service because it sounds like they got some real cool stuff on it I mean there's no way I have enough time to watch all these cool things that I want to there's also that and I it, have got a real bad habit of accumulating things that I'm never going to get to I I've told you, I have so many games that I'm just never going to end up right, playing right and. And I'll still see sales on games like, oh, I should get all those. It's a good price. Like, I'm never going to play them. Why am I, why am I accumulating any more stuff I'm never going to get to? My job, or my son, since he's gotten a full-time job, he's been buying all these movies that he's wanted to see. He's got an entire shelf full of movies that he hasn't watched. I'm like, why don't you just watch them? Well, I don't have time. I was like, oh, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> but I would be the same way. I, if I had my druthers, 
I would buy every single one of these streaming platforms, but then not have time to watch them. Like sometimes I'll get a movie from Netflix and have it for six months. Perhaps having Kong Skull Island for the better part of the year. <laughs> I had Sling Blade for about two years at one point. Did it live up to the hype? It was it was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was worth the wait. But I mean, you just—it's a hell of a John Ritter role. <clears throat> this is the most time that I've actually had to just sit and not do anything. Yeah, you should be soaking it up, man. Like I'm actually getting yelled at if I try to do something. So, and that's why I burned like, through Gotham. It's like like record a podcast. Yeah, that too. But I don't know. We want and we want and we want. I, I had a couple a couple other shows real quick we could touch on that I had a chance to to get started. Okie dokie. Uh, one of them is uh, The Gifted. It's a show on Fox about mutants. It yeah, ties in with the X-Men universe. I'd, I'd be interested what characters are in that. Like, uh, I don't know what... So far, it's not any like famous characters. Yeah, there's They mention the Brotherhood and the X-Men. And they had a big battle, and that's why everybody's like in the show. Everybody's like really tightening down on on mutants, and there's a real big anti mutant yeah. thing going on in the community. But the show is just kind of what is the point uh, of the gifted? So it starts out there's this there's this rich prosecutor, and it's a uh, it's Bill from uh, True Blood. Is it Bill? I never watched True Blood. Okay, well it's the main guy from True Blood. And he's married to Amy Acker, who, you know, I'm a fan of Amy Acker. This is and uh, that's really the reason I started watching it, because she's on it. And they've got two kids, and turns out he's a prosecutor that prosecutes mutants. And it turns out that their kids are mutants. It's Marvel L.A. Law? Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, so they're on the run. They, what they a have weird to, title. Is it, is it like a law procedural for mutants? No, because, oh, okay. because they end up on the run. Oh, okay. So they end up with the mutant underground, and they're trying to help him out, even though he was trying to put them all in jail. And they all start trying to help each other. And then there's the the government that's trying to catch all the mutants. And that's pretty much what the show is. It's kind of like I don't know if you watched the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, I didn't. That's a while back, and that was that was okay. It's pretty good. (coughs) Oh my god! I'm sorry, everybody. It's just one of those on the run from from the man shows and there's some cool stuff in it like a lot of the powers are pretty cool but there's some stuff it's just kind of it's not super great yeah but i'm gonna it's only two seasons I'll, I'll keep giving it a shot let's see what happens i also started the runaways pretty much there's only one like well two likable characters in the entire show <laughs> i've seen two Is episodes one of them a dinosaur no i wish i wish there was a dinosaur on there wait you oh Oh, you, did you just barely start it? Yeah, there's only a couple hey, people that have powers Trav, yet. There's going to be a dinosaur. Oh, that's cool. There's a there's a younger girl, and she has strength, but when she uses her strength, she falls asleep. She's really likable. And then there's a kid. <coughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to have to edit so many coughs out in this. <laughs> and then you're going to go be fun to listen back to. This. People are going to go. Wow, that was a weird cut. What was are that you, are for? You gonna it was, this part, there's going to be zero yeah. coughs. So you're going to leave in this part where you talk about that you're taking out all the coughs. If I edit a bunch of a bunch out in this episode, mm-hmm. and you're like, "What was going on?" It was me coughing, having a coughing fit. It was all. It was all the times that Travis was, said something incredibly racist. Yeah, yeah, it, and it caused me to cough till I passed out. Anyway, there's there's <laughs> only your a mutant power. So far, there's you only can be super racist, but it makes you <laughs> cough. Right, but so far I'm only two episodes in. 
the characters, there's two that are kind of likable. Everybody else, you just kind of like, eh. So I'm going to keep giving that a shot. Eventually, I'm going to try Cloak and Dagger, too. But I also started watching Whiskey Cavalier, and that's a lot of fun. I've that, seen a lot of ads for that, and all I can figure out is <clears> you've got a name. I've been getting... It's, it's up there with, like, Peaky Blinders for, like, I have no idea what you are, but your name is weird. <laughs> Their social media is crazy because they've been tagging me in tweets. So uh, uh, they've no got kidding. well. Apparently, they've got some sort of uh, mumbo jumbo where they think this guy probably likes spy stuff. So they started tagging, "Hey, hey, at Travis Tate funny on shared Twitter." It, shared information gets me real paranoid. <laughs> like it's entirely especially possible when it's they, a spy show. What what <laughs> what, uh, what platform is that on? That was Twitter. Oh, it's on ABC. <laughs> the the show itself's on ABC. So have you just been watching it on like? So far, they've only shown the pilot. So and you, but you I really watch liked it. it. On broadcast oh, I watched TV it on Hulu. What? Oh, so yeah. I mean, hey, it's entirely mm-hmm. possible that the people who run that get they get shared information from Hulu, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's Could got be. a Twitter presence." Let's. But they've got. So oh. wait, hold up. Okay. Hold up. I need to know about this. They're tagging you on Twitter and saying what? Like they just have an ad and then they tag a bunch of people or what? Basically, yeah. That's what it's. It's an ad and they tag people in it, and I'm one they tag in it. And it's like, make sure you catch the new episode of Whiskey Cavalier coming up on ABC. gruesome. Eh, It's all right. I don't like that at all. It got me to watch it. It worked. Oh, so this was before you'd watched it all? Yeah, this is before it even came out. That is messed up. (laughs) I guess. Uh, Yeah, it is. But I want to figure out how to do it so I can get people to come to my shows. (laughs) ABC, give me a call. Um, (laughs) It's got Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead. She was also on Chuck. And then Scott Foley, who was in Felicity, basically. <laughs> I don't know what else. But he does a good job. He's in it. And they're kind of, one is CIA and one is uh, FBI. And they end up having to work together. And it's pretty funny. It's it's lighthearted, but it's got some good action stuff. It's kind of, it's more fun than Alias, but it's got a lot of action like Alias had to. And I liked Alias. Mm. Everybody knows I like Jennifer Garner. I think she's a national treasure. People can't stop talking about how Travis has this thing for Jennifer Garner. She has garnered my respect. That might be the, the, the name of this show. She's garnered my respect. Hey, um, I'm going to jump in. One more thing, real fast. Oh. We don't even have to talk about it. There's going to be a Mad About You reunion. Okay, what's up, Paul Reiser? Paul Reiser, Helen Hunt. I'm hunting for you, Helen. I hope they finally had... It wasn't as good as your Garner thing. Mm. That's too bad. Yeah, yours sounded a little Died aggressive. Yeah. It did. I'm hunting I'm for you, Helen. I'm sorry about that, Helen Hunt. The last thing I saw her in so was sorry, Soul Surfer. Ashton. Did you ever see Soul Surfer? No. That's about the girl that gets her arm bit off by a shark. Or maybe it was her leg. I forget. But she was the mom in it. She was the mom and... Uh, uh, what was his name? What's his name? He's in lots of things. Paul Reiser? Nope, not Paul Reiser. Army He's Hammer? a serious guy. Uh, is his name Ashton? He looks like a slightly younger Harrison Ford. Uh, his brother, his brother it was a, it was a, uh, Cousin Eddie. Uh, gosh dang it. I'm going to let you die on this one. I got nothing. Please help me out. He's in inner space. <clears throat> He's in so many oh, things. Oh, uh, Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid is, is the dad in it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Slightly younger Harrison Ford. That's what I always thought. He kind of seemed like Harrison Fordy type guy to me. Cousin Eddie. I guess, yeah, Cousin Eddie. Anyway, what were you going to talk about? 
I don't know, man. I'm 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 letting this Dennis Quaid wave wash over me. <laughs> I couldn't no, remember his name for anything. They brought out a trailer for Good Omens, and I've been I've been oh really yeah, I watched that book it. And I've been it really excited good. for that. Um, figured out. I think John Hamm is the Metatron, the old voice of God. There's a lot of parallels <laughs> between Supernatural. Yeah, uh, and this show, which is fine. I don't I don't mind them, or I'm not saying it's ripped off. It's from biblical stuff so good good omens written a long time before supernatural i'm just gonna i'm gonna stake that territory did you know it was also terry pratchard yeah and I, not just hey, neil gaiman travis been reading it so yeah I'm, I'm well aware of the terry pratchett connection it's two of those mysterious uh geek writers that yeah. people worship yeah weirdly joining enough, forces this, weirdly enough this is my i think this is my first neil gaiman perhaps read. one is a demon and one is an angel oh <gasps> It looks way cool. Um, the kind of the only beef that I have with it is the the four horsemen look a little overdone. But I, you know what? What am I gonna eh. What am I gonna care? Yeah. What am I gonna care? I don't care. Bring them on. I'm really excited to. I'm really excited. To I couldn't it. tell who was playing Arn Anderson, but what the four horsemen? Oh. Oh, Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and Tully Blanchard. You get me with the Woo. one with one of the ones I'm not gonna. Woo. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there. But it looks it looks really good. I'm really I'm really excited to watch. I'm really excited to finish the book. I'm pretty far in it now. I <clears throat> man, I used to be I used to be a book eater. Now I'm a book heater. A book eater. Yum yum. It's boy, my I have definitely atrophied my attention span reading is much like the riddler's muscles yeah when he was frozen by yep i have been Mr. frozen Freeze. by uh <laughs> by iphones i guess it's oh yeah that's right what Good else Omens. you got looks cool what else you got that was the one i wanted to jump in i mean i i watched <laughs> oh gabe and i how do you even get to this gabe and i have been watching original twilight zone oh man i'm having i've a seen blast some of those they're they're good i'm having a blast with it they are corny and predictable as hell. I'm trying to figure out if they're predictable as hell because they really do, you know, show they really do telegraph what's going on, or if it's just that most of those stories are things that have been people done. have been ripped them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're they're a blast to watch. They're old. They're corny. We watched one where a dude got addicted to gambling and he was chased around by a <laughs> sentient slot machine, calling his name to him. So it was kind of like. Franklin, and then there's this like jingle of coins with it. Now Gabe and I chase each other. I'm going, Gabriel or Dad. It's, I'm I'm pretty uh, genuinely surprised that Gabe actually seems to be really into it. You know, that's another thing they're rebooting on CBS All Access. Yeah, I'm way stoked. Jordan for that. Peele Jordan is Peele. behind it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm. I'm. I would be way stoked for that, except for the part where I'm not going to get CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. So. Except for that ten dollars a month. Yeah. Just to see one or two shows. I'll 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 figure out a way to see it down the road somewhere. I'm gonna look and see if they're on DVDs. If you can rent them from Netflix. Well, they haven't made them yet. So I'm gonna look right now. Talk about something on your list. Uh, I'm gonna uh, look. You know, it, this is a weird thing. The <laughs> trailer for the new Mortal Mortal Kombat 11. They're up to 11, Travis. They're up to 11. Wow. Around. They haven't uh, killed each other enough. Uh, around nine. It, much in the way of kind of almost like the Fast and Furious movies, around nine, not not the, the number, just where um, the Fast and Furious became a much different thing around movie five, I'd say. Like Mortal Kombat around nine, they really kind of pull things together to make it make the lore just 
buck wild and I don't really play them, but the lore of them really the the lore of it really throws me and the trailer is <clears throat> I don't I don't know a thing to compare it to where it's just out of control of <laughs> you know, they've got Johnny Cages from different eras talking to each other and there's an evil and a good riding and there's a woman named Kronos with a K who's been behind it. <laughs> they, they invented this bad, this, this villain for it that's Kronos, who's this woman who, they're, like, they're at 11, <clears throat> and they're saying this woman Kronos has been manipulating things the whole time, and they're going to kind of retell a lot of the stories and show how she was weaved into all of it. She's the this, Blofeld. This already, you've got characters. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is this amazing mythology where they took, there's a, there's a character, Noob Saibot, who is just... His, <laughs> Sounds like a Star Trek character. No, his name is the two creator, uh, Ed Boon and I think it's uh, John Tobias. I think it was John Tobias. I Tobias is the one I focused... Uh, Ed Boon's the one who's still really heavily evolved, but they made a, a character called Noob Cybot, who is more or less a test character, who now has like a deep mythology. Do you know if they combined our names together? It could be Jarvis. Get at me, Ed Boon. <laughs> Get at me. Jarvis. But I just, <clears throat> I mean, it's stalling for time. I saw that trailer and it, I think it was the point where I saw like classic goofy movie star Johnny Cage talking with like older Was Johnny still- Cage in the goofy movie? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go- Goofy's in it. It's a the Kingdom Hearts The power crossover. of cheese Johnny Cage. It's, it's interesting to me. And I, <laughs> I always kind of want to, fighting games are a messed up. Not a messed up thing. Fighting games are hard because I find them really fascinating. Be like a, a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat. Do you learn or, all the moves? I'm a button No, masher. that's what I'm saying is I can't... I have a real hard time learning the moves. And the, mm-hmm. those things are made for competitiveness. And that's where... Uh, whereas, like, let's say we've talked about... I play a fair amount of Fortnite, very casually. Mm-hmm. And I can do fine in those being competent at best. Did you build a character that wears slacks? What? Because you play casually. Yeah. It's got dockers on. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Business but casually. Fighting games. Fighting games are one of those things that you just can't play casual. It's either, it's either you know you you don't play at all or you really got to go full bore. You either got to rip spine those, out or get spine ripped out. Those uh, DC the Injustice games that are like Mortal Kombat. Well, well, no, I think Injustice, we've got a couple of those. They're pretty cool. They had a Mortal Kombat versus DC, but the Injustice games are really cool. But it's hard to learn how to play those fighting games. We've got one that's got Ninja Turtles in it. Yeah, no, that's in just... Those were uh, later DLC characters. Uh, yeah, Hellboy's in them, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know I that. don't think they do... I don't know that they do story stuff for those, but... Uh, yeah, not really. I think I think if I remember correctly, they do story stuff, but it's like panel, like comic book story stuff, as mm. opposed to, you know, they get the really cool... Like, those Injustice games have, you know, really buck-wild stories in them, too. Are the... Superman are they, are they, be evil in those. Yeah. Yeah, because you get different versions of all the characters. Yeah. Are the kids into Mortal Kombat like when we were... Because when we were kids, it was like the taboo game. It was bloody, will, and it was one of the first super bloody I will definitely tell games. you this. Uh, I will definitely tell you this, because I can show you some videos. The fatalities... Uh, that's another thing about Mortal Kombat. I think they're cool games. The fatalities have gotten to... Either the fatalities have gotten to a point, or I've gotten old enough where... They can be pretty hard to watch because <laughs> they are intricate and they are explicit. Maybe before because they were like 16-bit and now it's 
it's high definition. Yeah, I'll tell you, one that stands out for me is there is a a um, oh, what is that character? Who's the dude with the metal arms? I'm asking you like you know. Uh, I Jax. Jax. Yeah, uh, I remember it, but I can't remember it. So one sense? of the things is uh, I think in the last one, Mortal Kombat X, they introduce what uh, and is. <clears throat> kind of jokingly referred to as the combat kids and it's so like johnny cage has a daughter and Jax, i think has a daughter yeah she has a daughter but <laughs> so it's a so, family business now well but the thing is you fight them and you can do the fatality so you have like a fatality are they actually where, children they're like early 20s oh, okay something like that and uh you you can do a fatality where Jax walks up to his daughter grabs like her open mouth to his own daughter yeah <laughs> rips like takes like her skull rips it up so it's like jaw with tongue here skull gone (laughs) and then puts out a cigarette on the tongue and it's it's like whoa there's got to be some housewives that fantasize about that they should hear about this game i (laughs) like i can't take these little jerks anymore i don't want to take you to soccer practice I'm going to fantasize that this is you. I'll, and I'm going to rip your head off. I'll have to, like, I'll look up a Mortal Kombat X uh, Fatalities compilation with a K and see how long you can make it until you're like, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. Because <laughs> they, they are way out there. But again, like, I, I love goofy, corny, like, buck wildness, and mm-hmm. it's got that in spades, man. This is Spades, why man. this is why I think you'd be into Gotham because there's a lot of pretty graphic like fingers getting cut off, yeah. hatchets to the face. It's uh, <laughs> it, it sounds cool, but how how many seasons are they in now? They're in the fifth one now, and, and they're and like they're like 22 episodes a season. It's a bit. It's a yeah. It does. It sounds great. It's a big investment. <laughs> it's not as big of an investment as Supernatural. I was, it was funny. I was listening to uh, my brother and my brother and me with the the McElroys, and I think one of them said something basically to the effect. And with what we've talked about, I completely relate to this. He's like, I wish they could take. I wish they could make a pill that would distill all of Supernatural down to one. Th- like I could just take a Supernatural <laughs> pill and be like, oh, I can talk about this. I can talk about the new stuff now. <laughs> I, I, it is a fun. They it's did, a fun show. They did math on like how many hours it would take to get caught up on Supernatural. I was like, yeah, this. I, I, I don't know if I can ever do that. Even if you just watch the first five seasons, because that's originally what the story arc was supposed to be. Yeah. If you just watch the first five seasons, and you're like, okay, that was really good. I I'm, get- but I'm done with this now. Fine, but. I mean, most people get hooked and keep going. Like, I'll look at series and see one season or two seasons or see 22-minute episodes, and it's like, it unlocks a sensual feeling in me. Like, oh, oh, I can actually finish this in, like, a week. I think the reason that it's lasted so long, whereas Arrow, I kind of feel like, okay, I think it's it's time, is uh, Sam and Dean are likable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Oliver Queen is not. And I'm not saying anything against the actor, uh, Stephen Amell. He's he's fine. He's just not particularly likable. He keeps... Broody stuff. Broody things yeah, it's super broody. Opposing and, after... Right. Imposing after a while. Excuse me. And he, somebody comes to him and says, you can't do this all yourself. You need a team. Then he gets a team. Then they all turn on each other. And it's happened like five times where he gets a team, they all turn on each other, or somebody gets hurt, and I've got to do it myself. I can't trust anybody, or if I take somebody else out there, they're going to get hurt. It's over and over and it over again. It sounds like every Mission Impossible movie. 
yeah, but that's only an hour and a half, two hours. This is, you know, 22, 23 hours a a year. So (coughs) the character's not super likable. I messed up having multiple hobbies. (laughs) Yeah. Not me. Or multiple sources (laughs) of entertainment, whatever you want to call that. Anything else you wanted to bring up? The, the well the well is relatively dry for me. Mine's pretty... I've only got two things left on the list. Hit me, brother. We got Kumail Nunjiani is going to be starring in a realistic spy comedy. I think it's going like to be a TV him. show or like a movie. I like Kumail a lot. I, Kumail is someone that I've been following for a long time, and it makes me really happy to see him get success. It kind of seems like, from what I've read, it's going to be like Chuck, but without the intersect. Yeah. So there was always Chuck... He'd get in the field and, oh, no, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then something would, he'd have a flash, and then he could fight, and then it would go away, and he'd be scared again. So I think that character all the way through is probably a new way to look at it's it. And that should be, Kumail. I love spy stuff. So Kumail's going to star in the Johnny English TV show. Could be, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be slapstick. It does say realistic. But I think Whiskey Cavalier is actually kind of that, right? Right is now, it? really, yeah. I still don't know what that show. It's pretty is. much based in reality. I still don't know what that show. Check is. it out. The pilot's still on uh, ABC. I think it's fun. Mm. I think it's a fun show. Mm. And then uh, this movie that's coming out called Brightburn. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think James Gunn is producing it. We we're talking about like the Injustice is bad Superman. Yeah, that's what made me think of it again. Red Sun is kind of bad Superman. It's like this kid is found by some farmers and raised and instead of turning into Superman turns out uh, he's a little boy with with uh, darkness in his heart and he's got superpowers so it kind of seems like a horror movie slash superhero movie so I don't know it could be fun I'll be interested I'll give it a try I I get it the funny thing is, is I'm it's not like I'm a huge Superman fan but I carry a chip on my shoulder for every time people oh he's just the most boring I'll, well, I'll I mean, be honest with you. After watching Gotham, I want to go back and wa- read some old uh, uh, Batman comics that I've got and watch some old Batman cartoons and stuff like that. Because it's kind of got me back into, oh, yeah, this is why Batman's cool. It's, it's not just Batman. It's the villains. Because we always thought people, oh, Batman versus Darth Vader. You remember when that was a thing on the Internet? Or Batman could beat anybody. Okay, whatever. Batman's human. But people like Batman because they like the logo. A lot of times, <laughs> and uh, but the Batman villains are what makes it really fun. Every everything's either cool or dumb. It just depends on who's writing it. That's true, but it's it's kind of lit that fire in me to go back and look at some more Batman stuff. Well, maybe you know, hey, maybe maybe throw your your money down that DC thing and let me know what some good comics are. To read. I, I think it's really apropos that I just talked about getting back into Batman and then. <laughs> sniffed my my snot like like i'm a 11 year old nerd at school i should have pushed up some imaginary glasses oh such a nerd (laughs) put me in the garbage can all right i think we're done i don't know like i mean just little things there's a there's a trailer out for the the movie about tolkien i'm not super interested i'll probably watch the the trailer tonight i was gonna I didn't have time. I was already ready, running late. But that's one of those things I'm interested in the story, and I will probably see on video <laughs> or if it's out streaming. Like I told you, I I watched the Winston Churchill one with Gary Oldman, and I really liked it because I love Winston Churchill stuff. 
and that stuff that takes place around World War One, World War Two. I like that kind of stuff, but I'm probably not going to go see it in theaters. Yeah, I, you know what? And maybe maybe I'll find out the the Jer Tolkien is an exceptionally interesting person who has a great backstory. Stuff like I, I don't think he was. I think he was pretty. I mean, he had a great mind, but I don't think he was like a, a spy on the side or anything like that. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what Kumail's project is. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I guess we'll see what that too. I'm sorry, Tolkien lovers. <laughs> yeah. I love his works, but I Ashton, don't know that. I'm so sorry. I know that you love Tolkien. Yep. Ashton. Sorry, pal. Anyways, we've hit the end of a long road. I guess Travis. we punked him. Yeah, we got him. Ashton, I'm sorry, but we had to. You know what? You've been getting away with it for too long. Yep. Had to Had to flip the script on you. You little scamp. So... Trav, you got anything to promote for us? Are you perhaps yeah. going to be at a uh, comedy club in the middle of March? Turns out I'm headlining Wise Guys Ogden, March 14th and 15th. It is St. Patrick's Day weekend. Please do come out. Please do. Bring a friend. It's Ogden's the only club that's all ages. I can vouch for this man. This show is rated as a PG show, and I will uh, maintain those guidelines. Bring your wife, bring so, your kids. Yeah, well... I mean, you can bring a teenager. I wouldn't bring, like, little kids because I do a lot of math jokes and they won't get them. But little kids probably shouldn't go to comedy clubs no matter you what, do in my opinion. an exceptional amount of math material. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, Trav, this Pythagorean <laughs> theorem thing, I don't know if it's playing. I want to sell tickets, but probably not to little kids because they get fidgety. They don't, they don't want to listen to some dude. Yeah. They don't even want to listen to their own dad talk to them for an hour, let alone somebody else's dad. Use discretion. America's dad bod. People. Look, man, I was trying to be nice about it. Don't take advantage of us. <laughs> uh, here's a little hint. You can use a two-for-one ticket. If can you buy you? them at the door, yeah, you can print off a little. Just Google it online, wise guys. Two-for-one. You can find it online, print it off. Okay. That makes the ticket $6 instead of 12 But I would really love it if you bought them online because it tells the club, hey, somebody's coming. Check him out, local people. And if I can sell out early, then I can get other shows. So... That's you what can, we want to do. You can get at us and uh, either let us know <clears throat> about your interest in seeing Travis or let us know how it was. But you can you can find us at, a, well, you can get at us at later to the tater at gmail.com. That's L-A-T-E-R-T-O-T-H-E-T-A-T-E-R. That sounds right. At thingy, G-M-A-I-L, period, C-O-M. The calm. Yeah. Did I actually say the dates when I was headlining? You did. I don't even... Okay. You got us. March 15th, 16th, Ogden, Utah. Uh, you can find us on your various and sundry social medias. Go to wiseguyscomedy.com to buy tickets. Definitely do that. You can find me at Travis Tate Funny on pretty much everything. If you... Uh, Facebook, if you Google... If you Google on Facebook, that's not a thing you do. But if you go to Facebook and search at Travis Tate Funny or... Uh, the Instagram, my Instagram's blowing up. <clears throat> Is that the case? Yeah. You big on the grams? Well, I've got a promoted ad on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you I, seen that ad? I made an ad. It, there's a picture I of me. You, I don't get on Instagram ever. I've got it on Facebook too oh. and Twitter. But there's a picture of me standing on a rock. We yes, took it to Antelope that. Island. I've definitely I, seen that. I put all these little leprechauns around it because it's St. Patrick's those Day Those are weekend. not all leprechauns. Well, here's the thing. Some dude sent me a message. He's like, um, Bilbo Baggins is not a leprechaun. 
Some dude, and I said, some dude you know or some dude? Some dude that friended me on Facebook or whatever. And I sent back, please tell me that you know that this is a joke. Because I also included a troll, or not a troll, but a gnome and Smurfette. So just, he's like, oh, I didn't, back, like, I didn't know to Smurfette. I thought it might have been a mistake. And I'm like, what if it was a mistake? Just Why do you my, care? Just send me a message. Just, just come to the damn show. Come, it's a comedian Come to the thing. show and tell me this. Don't, don't at me. Come to the show and tell me the mistakes. I mean, by the way, I made a grave mistake last week. <laughs> What's that? I referred to a Hellboy story as the chained corpse. There is a story called the chained coffin. The story that I wanted to refer to was the corpse. I am unbelievably ashamed of myself. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you did that on a Jake podcast that has my doll name on Twitter, it. Yell at me for it. I feel so bad. Make me be a better person online. God knows I need it. And go, and like this guy, the Bilbo Baggins guy. I put Ed Sheeran's face on a, a little leprechaun. I didn't notice that. That's one of the, it's supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be nitpicked. It's silly. I don't weird. really think I'm the king of the leprechauns. Super weird. People online didn't get a joke. That oh, my happened. gosh. You, Travis, you should maybe hang it up because people online usually have a very good sense of humor. <laughs> Uh, our opening and closing music, Blue Wave Theory. Thanks, guys. Hey, start emailing us and like contacting us so we know who's listening. Love to hear from people. For reals, I'm yo. I'm a people person. They say it about me all the time. So, with that, I, I think I cleaned it. We, are, we do have problem. listeners all over the world, Jake. I'm South America. That. We have listeners on the continent of Africa. We have listeners on the continent of Asia, Europe. Australia, hey. North America, South America. I think hey. that's all the continents. Big kiss out worldwide. We're worldwide and really big in Utah and California. Big kisses out to Utah and California. Yeah, what up, yo? So, Let us know who's listening. For Late to the Party with Travis Tate, I am Jake. And I am Travis Tate. And... <laughs> <laughs> You feel no, little, I know it. I you know feel a little gun shy after I know last it. week? I know it. No, not at all. Better Tate than never. <laughs>